Joining us now in our studios is a state representative from District 20B, Todd Lippert. Good morning, Todd. Good morning. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming in on a beautiful day, spending your morning with us, or at least a few minutes. Wouldn't miss it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've had a uh, busy week this week at the uh, Capitol as uh, things head into the last, uh, oh, two weeks or so That's after right. today? Of the yeah, year. the 17th is yeah. our required deadline. Um, as far as the House goes, one of the big things is uh, the Health and Human Services Bill, the HHS Bill, uh, that you uh, pass through. That is a large chunk of the uh, the state's budget goes into that. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, it is, it is a very big bill, and um, education and health and human services uh, together, about two-thirds of the budget as a whole. Uh, so we had a, a nice long conversation on the House floor about it, but there are some key things that uh, really make this bill a great bill. One is uh, we are focusing on affordable health care and access to health care for Minnesotans uh, in this bill. So there's both a pathway to a public option for health insurance in this bill, allowing people who don't have access to health care uh, or have health insurance that is expensive but isn't any good to be able to buy in a Minnesota care. Uh, so that pathway is there. And also, uh, affordable pers- prescription drugs is a focus, and a key provision in the bill related to that is um, a law against price gouging uh, for pharmaceutical corporations. Uh, this is just a, a perennial concern. Uh, beyond that, um, the human services portion of the bill uh, is really focusing on making sure that Minnesotans have their basic needs met. And a big uh, emphasis in the House this year has been on uh, housing and emergency housing preventing homelessness. So there's um, additional funds for uh, emergency protections for uh, emergency shelter for cities and rural communities across the state. And this is something I'm excited about. In Northfield, we've had um, concerns about youth homelessness uh, the last few years, so it's it's, it's been great to it's great to see that provision in the bill too. All right, I wanted to ask you about the prescription drugs we had. <coughs> pardon me. Yesterday we had on uh, Senator Tina Smith. Uh, she had just passed a, a bill, uh, bipartisan, that uh, uh, concerning the. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of how you would word this, but uh, as far as pre- prescription drugs, changing a drug and getting a new patent on it and extending those patents, there's some loopholes there. They went to close that. Uh, on a state level, what can you do? I can understand that on a federal level. Are there things you can do at the state? And what? Uh, explain a little bit more about that. So there's... Uh, this. The price gouging bill is actually uh, addressing addressing that issue mm-hmm. um, because uh, there's there's concerns about um, you know prohi- prohibitions from being able to move to a generic and um, the way that f- the pharmaceutical corporations are able to, to leverage those existing laws and uh, we want to make sure that that Minnesotans have access to the most affordable um, medication um, and also have access to uh, medications that their doctors are are prescribing. So the um, uh, this is an area where I don't get into the weeds very often, so mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how the federal laws and state laws interact. Um, they always are, but um, this was a this is a key provision. We know that prescription drug affordability is something we have to work on, and we're, and we're working on it in this bill. All right. Uh, we have also talked with your, your counterpart in the uh, Senate uh, from District 23, Rich Drayheim, about uh, evictions. And I know every both parties are working on uh, getting an eviction. Would it be an off-ramp or an on-ramp? <laughs> I, I, mean, <laughs> I forgot so, which way they refer to that. So we did pass a bill uh, yesterday. Uh, it's an eviction moratorium off-ramp is, is mm-hmm. how we're talking about it. So 
as the peacetime emergency started, one of the big concerns was um, evictions for renters because we knew many uh, many renters suddenly didn't have uh, their employment like they had before as things were shutting down. There's also a major public health concern about people being um, evicted from their homes and how that could lead to the spread of COVID. So um, an eviction moratorium was put in place. If we um, and so rent is still rent is still owed, um, but someone can't be evicted because they're not paying their rent. If we don't provide some sort of change in the law as the peacetime emergency ends, uh, we'll have a pretty chaotic ending. So we need uh, some provisions in place to make sure we have a smooth transition once the peacetime emergency ends. Minnesota has one of the quick uh, quickest turnarounds for evictions of states in the country. So we have a few provisions in place that we passed. One is that uh, landlords must provide 60 days notice to renters if, um, if there's an eviction notice. Uh, also a clear accounting of what's owed, um, where the costs are coming from, who needs to be paid, and the assistance that's available as well. Also, if a landlord has been receiving assistance from the state, um, they aren't able to evict a renter uh, right away. Um, and so we're making sure things are fair there. So we passed uh, our version of the uh, moratorium uh, off-ramp, and it'll go to conference and, and start negotiations with the Senate. State Representative Todd Lippert is with us. Uh, as we've mentioned a couple of minutes ago, it is we're going to the last couple of weeks of the uh, legislative session. Uh, let's talk about conference committees. They're going to be starting up pretty soon. Um, tell us about uh, what's going on in the House as far as those conference committees go. Yeah, so uh, conference committees are are really the final stage or the next to final stage of the session where the House and the Senate um, bring their budget bills together and work out the details. And that schedule will start next week. I'm on the Agriculture and Broadband uh, Conference Committee, and we will have our first meeting on Monday afternoon, and then we'll, we'll uh, be meeting every day. Uh, once uh, next week gets going. So the Agriculture Conference Committee is, I'm excited about those conversations. We have some key differences between the House and the Senate bills. In the House bill, we have some more money for uh, livestock processing, which uh, we're recognizing is a, is a key need. We need more small and mid-sized processors. Uh, we have uh, the farm farmer lender mediation provisions that I worked on to make sure that we're doing what we can to keep small and mid-sized farmers on the farm. More money for uh, farm-to-school programming, uh, which is something that I work on as well. Um, it's good for schools. It's good for farmers doing providing local foods to um, the community. And uh, we also have some provisions related to emerging farmers, uh, new farmers, helping farmers transition land to beginning farmers, also helping uh, new farmers who often are in immigrant communities, uh, communities of color, who want to get involved in farming and making sure that's available. So lots of provisions to talk about. We'll be uh, ironing out the details as we as we go next week. Yeah, take us through a little bit of that uh, process. Have you received the uh, the Senate's version, which would be, of course, uh, the majority would be uh, Republican? Uh, do you get that ahead of time? Do you start looking through all that that's to see right. where the differences yeah, so we are? Have, uh, that's what I've been doing uh, this week. We get what's called a side-by-side. And so we'll have both bills um, next to one another. We can go through, mark um, what's different in the bills is highlighted so you get your list of, of uh, what's, uh, what you have, what the Senate has, what's different. And we'll, the first thing we'll do is we'll mark out the things that are same and similar that we can, we can agree on. We'll check those off the list. We'll deal with policy differences next and iron those out. And then we'll be waiting for 
uh, budget targets from the leadership. And this happens across across all committees. Uh, so the biggest thing that we need to fall into place is the amount of money that we're going to spend overall for the state budget. As soon as that deal is struck, um, then things move quite quickly after that. But we need we need those deals to fall in place pretty soon for us to be able to get done on time. Uh, out of all these bills that uh, will be going to uh, conference committee, are are they all done now? Both House and Senate. Are you through with that portion of uh, the legislative session? Is it all into conference now? Uh, yes, it should all be in the conference now. I had a conversation with uh, Senator Murphy yesterday, and she said they, we're just getting ready for our last uh, last bill in the Senate. I think taxes was last for them. So um, all of the budget bills should be done now, and the conference committees are announced, and we'll be uh, lining up our schedule for next week. All right. Anything else you'd like to pass on? Uh, just a couple more things related to the Health and Human Services bill. A few sure. things I worked on. One is uh, provisions related to hospital closure. Uh, those made it into the Health and Human Services bill, which I was excited about. Making sure that nine months' notice is given to communities if a hospital system has purchased a hospital in the area and then it's going to close it down because it's not profitable. Um, make sure the community gets noticed nine months ahead of time. There's a hearing in the community, um, and uh, the community has a chance to respond. So that's uh, one key provision. And then I also worked on uh, personal care assistance funding, making sure there's a living wage for people who are caring for people with disabilities and older adults in the home. Uh, those provisions are there, and, and um, that's a significant step forward for our state. And there's movement on the Senate side, so I'm hopeful we can move that through. All right. Uh, Representative Lipper, thank you so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Yep. Looking forward to it. All right. State Representative Todd, uh, Todd Lippert from District 20B. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield.